I mean, you know, I respect that. I'm, I'm so glad that you respect your real dad and your podcast dad. <laughs> nice sneaky center. hit the button too. <laughs> Man, I wish I'd hit the button before that. That was funny. That was good content. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um. <laughs> now, rule, rules for this app. Yeah. Uh, phones phones yep, off, off the i know i heard it i heard it i heard it in the episode and i was like oh fuck i'm a tool oh, fuck. it's right here on my thigh i've got my man's davo shout out to davo sending me ufc results <laughs> we're watching bad fights hey hey can yep. i just uh can i use our platform real quick for a second yeah uh lewis painter is a bum he's a cut baby <laughs> Man's fought for the first time at lightweight instead of cutting to to 145, which is uh, <laughs> which is featherweight. Okay, and won a boring decision not uh, five minutes ago. So um, okay, fuck okay. you, violent Bob Ross. That's his nickname. Uh, okay, I'm here for this. I'm here for this content that I know absolutely nothing uh, about. Catch like my UFC zero podcast. context um, content. Yeah, catch my UFC podcast. Down, down. Decisions are down. Um, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's a spin-off okay. <laughs> where I just teach you all the ins and outs of the sport. Um, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Uh, hi, guys. Welcome back to Down Down Critics Are Down. My name is Morgan Roberts. And my name is uh, Fitzgerald. Dominic Fitzgerald. Hell yeah. We're back. Uh, well, thank you for our... For listening to our uh, entertaining our silly idea of doing all the James Bond films, and we'll see how we go. You know, I mean, two I, out I of intend two down, two down, twenty three to well, go. I've watched so at time of recording, I've watched four. I've watched up mm-hmm. to Thunderball at this point. Mm-hmm. So um, we we actually, and at time of recording, you've you've watched the second film. I've watched we. Yeah, I've watched other films in the Bond franchise. I, I just I just decide, you know, look, I'm an I'm an expert. I don't order is for amateurs. Okay, well, thank you for that. Not a, label. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's like you know, sometimes I just need some 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 other flavor. You know, I need to um, I need to watch. I watched For Your Eyes Only, the 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 Roger Moore, probably my favorite Roger Moore film. Um. Probably the most tolerable one. Um, <laughs> I love the amount of shots. Like we've got five. How many Connery films have we got I, before we get into Roger Moore and start? Oh, yeah. Well, we've but got, we haven't even got there, and yeah. we have all the shots being fired at Roger Moore already. Oh, we're not look, even in Roger Moore territory. I know, but I I love him so much. It's it's like family. You know, you can bully family. It doesn't mean okay, you don't love fair. them. That's cool. I'm down with that. Um, um, yeah. I was also going to say that you you yes. have um, our our non Bond film. Yeah. You have watched the the next film that is yeah. the non Bond film, which is the Notebook. And so I while this, watched it yet. so while this episode, <laughs> when this episode comes out, when you the listener are hearing this, you will know exactly what <laughs> I think of the Notebook and how I want <laughs> Nicholas Spark to punch me in the temple. Um, <laughs> which we'll cover, which we've covered. Um, yeah, stinger, just, stinger, we, um, stinger, stinger. We're putting this in the bank. We need to record this earlier, so you know. And then, because I want to, I want to start watching more Bonds because I figured I'm like, well, four, four at a time is for me. Like, I need to, I need to, I need to get it in the bank. So yeah, you're so in the I zone. Can then yeah. start watching some more. Um, but you know, we take notes, and this is fine. Um, look, I, you know. Our Doctor No episode only came out at time of recording a couple of days ago, so we haven't received you know heaps of feedback on it yet. But you know we're aware that uh, as a podcast that started you know 
started irregularly and then went away, we don't have the, the, the most diehard following. Well, whatever following you do have is pretty fucking diehard. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So, but we, you know, we, we want to build it up and uh, again, we want to have, we want to find the people that this is exactly for. We don't give a shit about being mainstream. Fuck that. Yeah. We're, we're, not, we're, the, um, we're the most casual um, film buffs ever. Like, yeah. You know, we could go on for hours about mise en scène and all that jazz, but we just choose. And we do to- this because we love this. Yeah, we, we love just talking cho- about it. You know? We just choose to laugh at the filmography of Tim Allen, and it's got this, <laughs> you know, a lot of clout so far. Yeah, because as much as we could, there are just too many other people that do, you know, Criterion Collection podcasts, and yeah. that's just, you know, yeah. it's just not for us. And we're not. And with, with that said, we're also not pigeonholing ourselves in the dude bro. Um, where uh, let's just talk about film bro, uh, category. It's a, mm. it's a blend of the two. It's um, it's artsy yeah. and it's um, irreverent. Fucking slap that on a poster. Um, hell yeah, swag. I think the goal is yeah. I think the goal is one day that we will have uh, a quote, you know, a quote uh, on on a review of a film attributed to us on a poster. <laughs> like if that happens one day. Oh. Um, and you know that'll be a student film or something, but I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah, like that's it, we've made it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be some some bad Australian uh, stand comedy <laughs> yeah. that I'm in <laughs> that I've just DM'd you. Hey, quick, just come up with a quote. Quick, I need like I've got some yeah. relatively negative space on this <laughs> fucking poster shitty... that I need to fill. <laughs> oh, it'll be a shitty zombie comedy that I've just done for a check, and you yeah. just need to. <laughs> Oh, fuck. It's this uh, Richard Wilkinson quote, and we fucking hate Richard Wilkinson. So, so we can't use that. Do you know <laughs> who, he takes his socks and shoes off this? when he goes to a movie? Sorry? Did you know that Richard Wilkinson, whenever he goes to a premiere, takes his shoes and his socks off? Why? I, like, I, I mean, for, for his own comfort, but, like, what kind of, like, that's just a, that's just, like, come on, bro. Like, bro, you're not Quentin. No. Like, you're not. You know, <laughs> if he was doing not exclusively anyone. in Quentin movies, I would understand. But like when you're yeah, just watching, uh, there's some shade being thrown. That's fantastic. Yeah, shade. like uh, <laughs> if you're if you're just watching like um the the Lego Movie three, like dog, keep your <laughs> shoes on. Like what? I don't want to smell where those feet have been, bro. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to watch some movie. Mm. Anyway, I mean. Richard Wilkins. Look, I, I don't. I don't understand. Like, I can't. I'm. I'm amazed that someone has been alive and doing that <laughs> sort of job for that long. Like, I feel like. I feel like in. I've been old. I've been around long enough that Richard Wilkins feels like he's lived three lifetimes in my own. You know, twenty five years of being yeah. aware of his existence. I'm just like. I. I just. Mm. Every time he pops up somewhere, I'm like, "What the fuck? This yeah. cunt is still here doing this." Like- yeah, he's he's <laughs> Richard Wilkinson is so old. Now you do that. How old is he? How old is he? He was at the premiere of Doctor No in 1962. Whoa! Richard Wilkinson is so old. Did he how, take his shoes no, off? No, then? you gotta go. You gotta go. How old is he? How old is he? <laughs> Man, Mans was at the first screening of the of the Last Supper. Oh, whoa! 
Richard Wilkinson is so old. How old is he, Dom? Yeah, he's so old. He played at the the Rolling Stones played at his birthday. Oh, when he was oh. like six. That's probably an important. <laughs> I didn't have a joke planned for that third one. I was just praying that you you would picked up on the running theme of the how old is he for the third go. Third time lucky. We've spent um, no, we've spent eight minutes talking about nothing to do with from Russia with love. I don't mind that we spend the first five to ten minutes of the podcast just riffing on shit like Richard Wilkins, um, especially in especially in this episode, mm. especially for this film. Yeah, no, neither do I. I just love the I just love the easy joke of of, of pointing it out. I like that one. It's a great one. Panning from left to right. Fuck yeah. Yeah. How good is stereo sound? Stereo phonic, 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 phonic sound. Oh, sound, what sound, would we sound, do with sound, that stereo sound? sound. Um, I was just trying to think of a really awesome joke. Uh, life would be a bit monomaniacal. Oh, hoy. Uh, mono tease nuts. Um, <laughs> comedy is hard like as much as as easy as we make it sound some days comedy is not is is, is difficult sometimes let's just be let's just let's all be real with ourselves uh so from russia um, with love 1963 yeah i mean they just cranked this shit out at the beginning like it's yeah. these days i'm looking at like you know pierce brosnan 1995 mm-hmm. and then what was it 97 yeah 99 yeah and then 2002 yeah have i got those dates right you did get those rights well done Oh, I just guessed every two years, but I just knew that the last one was 2002. Um, and I knew the first one was 2005. So I only had to k- 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 guess two dates, but I knew that then uh, Casino Royale's 2006. So there's a bit of jumps around. Could you name the four Brosnan films and their years attached? Well, I just named the years. Yeah, but could you name the films? What came out in what year? Pop quiz, motherfucker. Oh, well, it was um, uh, Goldeneye, 1995. Yep. Um, Tomorrow Never Dies, 1997. Gang, the World gang. Is Not Enough, 1999. And then yep. Die Another Day, 2002. Well done. That's a, that's a nice four out of four on your on your episode by episode um, James Bond quiz. <laughs> Fuck, we're still not talking about fucking Rus- from Russia with love. Like, <laughs> No, we, we played the sting and everything. Play it again. Play the sting a second time. God damn it. All right, so in 1962... <laughs> Doctor No comes out. It's a it's a smash. The studio's like, all right, easy. We can crank out another James Bond film. We've got like 14 books. Fucking here's an extra million. Now the budget is two million. Get to work. And so we got from Russia with love. So, so we get from Russia with love. So where the fuck did that two million budget go? Because this I found this in so boring. Damn, really? Yeah, yeah, I found this really boring. Um, I'm, I'm the guy, this is the meme right now. I'm, uh, you know, uh, what's the fucking line, Dom? What's the line? Um, change my mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're that guy. I mean, like, I watched it in a few steps. I probably wasn't in the best mood. Uh, I watched it, you know, broken over maybe three or four sittings on my ipad or on the tv or something so you know like this is real content hours with this is this is the second night blues this is the second album (laughs) your second Um, album syndrome yeah the 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 difficult second album this is morgue's like oh fuck i've got to watch another book because to be honest like no goldfinger was uh you know it it was an easier watch and i really liked thunderball we'll get to that but um uh you know this was a difficult second record for me um 
So yeah, I just I just feel like nothing fucking happened. I mean, in this film. I uh, d- explain the plot. Okay, so so which was it, it felt also really convoluted coming from Doctor No. It's like okay, Doctor No, uh, bloke on an island doing some nuclear shit that fucks with Apollo program or whatever yeah. it was the Mercury program and the Gemini program. Yeah. Um, cool. And we have to stop the bad guy. Now it's like, there's an agent and is she a double agent, but she doesn't know she's working for Spectre because yep. she doesn't know that the woman who is her handler has actually defected because yep. the Russians want to keep it secret. I'm like so much backstory. I guess in a, in the book, this would have been like, oh yeah, cool. I'm lapping this up because you're in the novel. You're in deep. Yeah. Like you're going, you're going deep on this story on the, exactly. on the, on the lore of the whole thing. But yeah. this is, this was like, I'm like, fuck, I just want to. You know, forgive me if I'm I'm wrong or this is some kind of faux pas, but it's like I don't want to. I just want an easy bond. Yeah, you're not entirely you're not entirely wrong, and this is I'm I'm so glad you brought this up because this is one of my in my in my academic Bond thesis. This is one of my key points. A lot of Bond films are like this, right? Where there's a lot of setup and there's a lot of specific minutia that aren't that aren't like difficult to understand but just if you miss it it doesn't like come back up again and it's a little hard to like piece together through everything else but yeah, with that said it's like it only it's only relevant once yeah, or something but with that yeah. said i believe that to every bond film like this there is a cheat sheet there is a single explanation of the plot that you can use to understand literally everything at its at its basic okay. level without knowing like the minutia of oh rosa Klebb is working for specter but she used to work for Smirch Bionum, which is Smirch, which is Death Despise, which is a whole other kettle of fish, you know, and she's setting up. Without all of that, you can explain from Russia with Love as Spectre want to get revenge on Bond. So that and they also want to get their hands on the machine. Kind of. The code machine. Kind of. They want but to it's, but it's 50-50. It's it's what they want to do is yeah, they want the machine, but they use it they want to take it in the easiest way possible yeah so all they really do is they set up this machine that the russians own with a hot russian agent and they use it to trap bond the whole goal is they're trying to bait bond so they're like here's this here's this machine that the english want and here's this sexy russian lady who wants to defect we're going to get you busted with both of them and then take the machine. That's it. Mm. And that's, mm. and so you can just like watch each scene and know, all right, Bond's after the girl in the machine. Bond's after the girl in the machine. Bond finds the girl in the machine. The problem yeah, is, and this is, this is a little wild. If you have this problem now, this is a plot line that the Bond books and the movies have recycled a few times. I call them yeah, the girl no, and machine see, combo. <laughs> the girl and machine combo. See, I don't, but I don't particularly mind. In fact, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, there's the the oh, the world is not enough is a riff on this same theme. Yes. Yeah. You the the, the world is not elements. enough is a riff on this. Uh, for your eyes only is a see, riff that's on this. Great. The See, Spy Who Loves Me is a riff on this. Yeah, cool. I'm just maybe I'm just not into this in 1963 because it well, didn't feel is, like it had enough meat on the bones. Yeah, well, that's Although, what I want to. That's what I want to talk about because you initially opened yeah, with okay. the fact that you didn't see where the budget went. Um, 
I mean, lots of location stuff. Oh, but I just okay. I, I I can see that budget in all of the the literal. I'm looking at it, not in a London plot sense. Okay, like the opening scene. How, what do you think about the opening scene? Uh, is that? It's the training exercise. Which... Oh yeah, loved it. Yeah, it's great. Immediately you can see like, and like Iconic. everything we complimented in Doctor No, is here in Spades. Beautiful locations, production design. Yo, Ken Adams, coming through in the clutch. Like okay. m- most locations look great. Like even a lot of Russian offices. Or Istanbul offices, I should say. Actually, you know when they're going through that market in Istanbul? Yeah. Um, I'm like, man, I've been in this market in fucking Assassin's Creed and it looked like, you know, yeah. like that's that's what it would look like then in 1200 or whatever the fuck it was. Mm. Um, there's a nerd. There's a nerd. I was going to say, I've not. Seriously, I've, like if you've played that game, I've like, not played like, it. like fantastic, like repli- um, recreation. Oh, just great! Of all those those key elements of those I those um, historic cities, but yeah, like it looks fantastic. Yeah, well, I mean, there's um, so many locate. Like we think about it, there's only like two locations in in Doctor No. There's there's England for a bit, and mostly Jamaica, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, in here, we go to Venice, we go to Istanbul, we visit like inland Russia. Yeah, but then we're on England. a train for like five years, cunt, and it's just. <laughs> You don't like the train. Maybe you know what that maybe you know what that was part of it. I just felt like the train went on forever. I mean, I think in screen time it's only half an hour. Okay. Okay. And but it's you know it's like, I I will cool. I will say that where it's placed is in a very, you know, like it's it's the end of the second act, start of the third, which is meant to be Okay, a very David Suchet, fucking tell us more. Action. You know? Well, it's it's a very act that's in most in most blockbusters or in most movies, it's a very action heavy part of time because you start to pay off everything you've set up yeah and for yeah, the most okay, part okay. it's still just yeah you're right not much plot wise happened because at, at this time bond has the girl and the machine <laughs> yeah and, and they're just trying just to like, get back to england is the guy yeah the girl is, the, the is the specter agent gonna yeah, get them they have or to not. deal with red grant just, yeah it's just like constant it's like it, it's What's he gonna do now? Is he gonna get him? And then he he like you know offs the the MI six yep. agent, the handler, the Istanbul handler, yeah, yeah. And it's like cool, cool. He kills him. Is he gonna like it? Just feel, but it just feels like that whole sequence real... of um that whole sequence of him and Bond fighting in the in the small compartment though is yeah, that's great. Actually, that's great. Like, how the fuck did they film that? That's fantastic. Yeah, nineteen sixty three. And from the start, because it's um, not just like uh, it's not like um, like a modern Bond analog would be uh, the fight between um. Bond and Batista on the train inspector. Mm. Like that's just a fight that starts and then uh, stops when the fight is over. Meanwhile, yeah. here there's like, you know, they go to dinner so that he can, so that Red Grant can incapacitate Tatiana, um, the titular female in the machine. Um, yeah. And then he leads Bond into the, into the compartment. And they sort of have this, this small battle of wits first to see, you know, who gets the drop on each other and then Red Grunt gets the drop on Bond and then watching Bond figure out how to beat him with the gadget. We'll have a big gadget talk in a bit. Mm. But yeah, that whole fight is the first film that introduces Q Branch as the famous... um, Desmond Llewellyn. As what's his name? Desmond Llewellyn. It's Q. Yeah. Yeah. Because technically, um, yeah, 
he isn't even technically credited as Q in this film. In the first film, when Bond's getting all his guns and stuff, that's technically the Q character. The Q character is, is named Major Boothroyd in the in the books, and is basically just mm-hmm. this this handler for you know whatever sort of new guns. The books aren't excessively gadget heavy, so okay. But you know, there's some small stuff here. Whenever he has like a new new device or new military hardware whatever we're not at we're not at we're not at invisible cars yet but the character in the in the first in dr no is just some random guy who is not name checked but he's credited as major boothroyd who hands him the um the the new gun that he takes to jamaica whatever so here we have q desmond llewellyn credited as major boothroyd handing him the the gadgets for the film and this is like the first iteration of the gadget gadget i guess because he has yeah. tricked out briefcase yeah i there's, liked that i thought it was cool but, there's but yeah yeah there's there's a lot of debate about gadgets in the franchise as i'm sure we'll discuss further on about how fantastical some of them are how um excessive some of them are and i and it's another thing that we can look at the highs and the lows of in the franchise. But on the whole, like I love a gadget because when they're used correctly, they're great. Like the worst a gadget can be is like a really hyper specific plot device, right? Yeah. Like a it's really, like, you know, when Q gives it to him, he's like, well, clearly he's going to be in a situation that demands this exact niche thing. Exactly. Like, well and you're watching this yeah. whole thing go and you're just like, fucking yeah, hurry yeah. up, use the plot device. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. It's just, it, it's painful. But at their best, is and it, there is, is an entire, is it an analog for a writer's room? <laughs> a little. A little. You know, it's just like they thought of, in some cases, an action sequence was thought up. And they were just like, oh, how can we, how can he get out of it? Oh, what if he has a thing that does this? All right, let's give him that to him at the start of the movie. <laughs> Cause it's like, it's, it's, it's like hitting a checklist. Like, like, even though it's not the worst case, um, any of Bond's cars that they trick out with stuff. And obviously we'll talk a, a lot about that in the Goldfinger episode. Cause it's the first case of that. But like there are just instances where you like you're introduced to everything the car has and it's just like well I can't wait for him to like go through and tick each item off the list in a really like matter of fact way mm. meanwhile at their best and there are so many good cases a gadget can just be this creative and satisfying payoff cuz it can be a device where it's like okay that's useful but you can't like picture yeah, totally. how it's going to be used. My favorite example is Goldeneye, where the two major gadgets are the the belts, the belt grapple, mm. where he has this little you know thing, this little piton that fires out of the belt that he can use to swing across any sort of chasm. You're like, cool. I don't know, you know. I'm sure he'll use it to swing over something, but we'll we'll find out. And so, and the grenade pen. And the the laser watch. Yeah, oh, that's not really that's 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 like a standard thing. That's not that a, a standard. There's no watch. scene of like explaining the laser watch and going, "Here's this laser watch bond. It can shoot a laser that you can use to cut through anything." 
That's just. I um, also love that we've now still diverged from talking about from Russia. No, I'm long. coming back to it. I'm coming back to it. Don't <laughs> don't doubt my content game, boy. Um, a grenade pen. Just if you if if you just heard the word grenade pen. So many like different uses. Because you know that someone pen. who doesn't know the sequence will pick it up and click it three times and yeah, blow like themselves this, up. But like, you're like, but but the you're right. The payoff is so great that you're like, but who is it going to be and when's it going to happen? And that's yeah. fantastic. And how it happens um, is like, still, it's not even like he, like a boring movie would just like, oh, I've got to blow something up. Oh, the pen, click it three times, throw, bang. Mm. This movie introduces it as like, a, as like a like a, it's a it's a device. It's like a. It's a fucking it's a it's a classic Alfred Hitchcock. There's a bomb under because the table. Because we see because of the since we see the introduction of the Boris character, we know that he's fiddling with the pen. So yeah. there's the through line that we're like, well, this must happen. Yeah. And that's rewarding. And hey, if you click it, clicking yeah. it three times, arms it, clicking it once, disarms it. He's just clicking away and they like keep cutting to Bond's face, like, holy oh, I've lost count, dude. What the f- yeah. Oh God. <laughs> it's brilliant. And then, like, also, like, the payoff on the belt is just, like, this random, I've got to get from one side of this library to another. Oh, there's enough room to swing. I'll come back and get, whoop. It's great. It's just, like, oh, I forgot that he had those, and those were really handy that he could have used anywhere. And I think that's what's really great about the gadgets in, in From Russia With Love. It introduces, you know, all right, you've got this coin slot in the sides. Bang, if you need that, that'll get you somewhere. The main thing is you've got this this briefcase stunned with the tear gas. If you open it incorrectly, if or if you open it this certain way, normally it'll the tear gas will go. And immediately when you hear that, you're like, well, this can be there's no like specific scene I can imagine where he's needing to use that. Like he could use it in an office, any any time where he could have been like, I'm in one of these like Istanbul offices trying to figure out where the lector is. You know, and then it pays off in this really because you can feel it coming on when he's like, uh, 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 "How about a cigarette before you shoot me?" And he's like, "Fucking, how much is it going to cost you?" And he's like, "I've got the money in my thing," and you're like, "Hang on, the money's in his trick briefcase. He's got the tear gas in his briefcase." And then immediately you're like, "Oh, shit, it's coming into play." Oh hell yeah, mm. it's mm. this really satisfying mm. moment, and so yeah. it's really cool again we'll say this a lot during the early years to see these like elements sort of permeate in their first form. Mm. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there were elements of this that I liked. I guess I did like that. That was a good payoff. Um, how, how, if this film was made today though, mm-hmm. let's just go into, let's just, we're, we're talking about the Spectre agent there. Yeah. What's his name? Um, which one? The, the, Red Grant the is one. the is the tall yeah the muscle Red Grant. Fuck! If this film was made today, he would be ripped as fuck. Yeah, he was but in nineteen sixty three. Yeah, he looks like my dad. Yeah, the, yeah, but nineteen sixty three—that's <laughs> the equivalent of like a of like a uh, of like a hyper ripped Vin Diesel. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's I was I was thinking Vin Diesel the rock. He's so big, and they like because they do it because they do like the sixty three equivalent of like making him look as sexy as possible. You know when like a when like a character in a modern blockbuster who's really ripped is always like getting out of a shower and that's the, yeah. <laughs> that's the introduction. Yeah. They have the 63 version of this. He's just chilling getting getting a, a rub down from some <laughs> Russian babe. 
<laughs> he's like all oiled up when when Rosa Klebb shows up to be like, is this the guy? Fucking give him a little punch with the brass knuckles. That's enough. That's the fitness test. Done. I accidentally punched uh, the table that my mic is on. So if that rattle comes through the recording, I gave it the old Rosa Klebb. Hell yeah. Big wind up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Your table looks like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my table is ripped for 1963. Thank you very much. But yeah, he's this He's this cool. It's threatening because he's like really handsome too. Yeah, he's that precursor to like Dolph Lundgren's Rocky um, in character yeah. in Rocky Four. Yeah. Uh, you know, like there's, there's that. You can see that starting and, to happen. But it's- and the first time we see him... Like, again, this opening sequence that we sort of touched on a little, I think it's just such a great, like, tone setter for any sequel. Because you can see Bond, quote unquote, like, running through this, like, maze. He's, like, he's doing his action thing. And then you just see this, like, blonde, fucking handsome ass, the guy who you don't know, stalking Bond, our protagonist, like, through the through these like this hedge maze and it's like mm. it's tense because you you're like wow james bond's really like he's he's focusing he's not mo- he's like not saying anything he's he looks a little pale it's a little weird and then you watch this like blonde guy strangle james bond and you're like oh shit and then all this lights come up on this brilliant mansion this again let's give it let's give an applause for ken adams I don't hear you clapping. There we go. There we go. Just there the production go. design on this house Thanks and this again. maze, Spectre Island. It's it, it all looks so like it's the tone of Spectre. It's new money that's deadly. And so all the lights come up on this house. You see that it was a training exercise. They tear the mask off James Bond, but you just think, oh, that's the guy that's going to give Bond some trouble. In the sequel. And he does. Like, as far as villains go, who Bond eventually <laughs> kills, like, he's, he's, he doesn't go out like a complete chump. No. It's pretty strong. And it's, it's that classic thing of he has to outsmart him. He has to go, what are my resources? Yeah. What do I have here? I, it's I'm, another, not the, it's another, I'm not the strongest guy in the, in the place. Yeah, you're right. It's another, I just can't muscle my way out. You're right. Um, it's genius. Can we talk about, the whole gypsy subplot. <laughs> I made a specific note. How many movies have a gypsy fight subplot in them? Because <laughs> that I was- wish we, you know, how how about all disputes are sorted like this in your PJs? Like, just I felt I felt is that in a book. It's it just feels like the biggest. Ad- I mean, hmm. look, he has to. Oh, and he James Bond must decide. You know, like fucking hell. That was a bit much. That was a bit much. It's a bit much. Oh my god! And you know they hate each other, so they have to fight. Like have this huge cat fight. Like how is this not? (laughs) And then they. How is this not the biggest male power fantasy inserted into this plot line? Yeah, that was some real, absolutely needless. That was some real 1963 Monka S old boys club kind of meme because it is just like, all right, Bond, we're going to this uh, gypsy camp in mainland Russia. Come with me to get your information. It's just information. He doesn't need to like physically get anything. He's just pulling up. And then in the middle of this like <laughs> gypsy gathering, they get attacked by by Schmerzbionum. They get attacked by Thingo, <laughs> by the not not Spectre, but the Russian government. 
And it's like, what? Why? <laughs> like, I get it. So they could film an action sequence in the middle and like film a gypsy fight. Is that in the book? You know what? I have not read the book in ages. I I could not tell you. Mm. I could not tell you about the, this book. Mm. I uh, maybe we uh, look. Google it on Wikipedia if it's there. Well, fair enough. But if it's not, absolute, a- absolute. How is it? <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Side note. How is it that I own two box sets of the movies, four copies of 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 one of the movies, multiple copies of others, but yet I never bought the books. I only own one book. When I read them, wow. I was just renting them from the library, like go for go. Yeah, but that's fine. You've read them. Oh, you should own. I read them in like I read them in like 2011, 2012. I was like, bro, it's not like a Harry Potter situation. Like these films are fifty times bigger than the books. Yeah, like they are. No, that's true. I'm my copy of Casino Royale is maybe only like three hundred pages. It's pulp. It's a real pulp novel. Mm. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Gypsy. I don't know how many, how many, like what, what the audiences were frothing for. Gypsy fight. Let me, uh, you know what? I'm going to Google that now. Hold up a second. I'm going to Google that now. Bit of trivia, by the way. Yeah. Who is the man in the photograph in the foyer of the Russian, is it an embassy? Um, something? Yeah, I think it's the Russian embassy in Istanbul. Yeah. Who's the photograph? Who's the man in the photograph before it gets bombed, before Bond finds his way in and has the bomb? I didn't look. I didn't. Oh, I didn't look it's that a good closely. one. What do I? Bit of trivia. We'll we'll leave it open for the Facebook. Uh, <laughs> post your post your answer in the comments if you if you want to have a guess. We're thinking just you don't have to watch the film. You don't have to, don't Google it, please. Like it's a good challenge, mm. but if you don't, and this is a great this is a great f- for my fandoms. And if I give away what fandom it is, it's too easy. Think about this Russian propaganda. 1963 Cold War. I've given too much away. Yep, that's who's on the wall. Thought um, the whole book takes place on the train. Whoa! No, no <laughs> gypsy camps. No Istanbul. Uh, yeah, no, they start in Istanbul. Yeah, the whole just the whole train, the whole book takes place from the train to Istanbul to Paris. Yeah, right. Huh. Um and fun fact, do you want to know a fun fact about the about the about the about the book, the ending of the book? Mm. Book ends with um in Paris, Bond fights Rosa Kleb. You remember how she kicks that blade out of her boot? Mm. In the, in the movie? Uh in mm. the book she gets it with it. She gets him with the boot knife. Mm. 10, 12 seconds or something. Which leads into Dr. No, the book. Because the order oh, of the Dr. book, no. the order of the book, not that we've mentioned it, is is like just so different to the to the films. Like there's no and there's like a loose continuity in um in the books. So hmm. But yeah, for the movies they were just like picking books at random and Turning them into movies in different orders. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's cool. Um, 
yeah, my note about the train is like, what the fuck is happening on this train? I don't yeah. care about what is happening. It on this feels train. like, and yeah, it feels there like are also different trains. I swear, I saw different file footage shots of trains. <laughs> I mean, probably like the train engine is different. Probably like, there was a green one mostly, but yeah. then I thought one of them was red or black, and yeah. I'm like, probably fucking well, get it, get it well, together. They guys. Well, they do. Um, they do like keep stopping at different stations. So whether they're like switching trains the whole time, I don't think they do, but. Oh no, that, that could still be a thing. No, that, that is a thing. It may, engines often get swapped. Actually, you're right. But so maybe it's very accurate and I'm being too critical. Either way, it's um, a movie and we're not, no one's stopping to explain the, that. But you know. Also, mm-hmm. who who doesn't notice a fucking giant periscope coming out of the floor in the meeting room of the embassy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a bit, that was a, well, we, do, yeah. People like walk past it. It's in view. When Bond and the, I forget his name, but the, um, the Istanbul MI6 handler are just yeah. looking at this meeting through a periscope that they've installed in the floor. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's wild. Um, yeah, it's a bit wild. I yeah, I, I didn't, I I didn't like this much. I thought that it it just felt really segmented. Like, and I know speaking judgment, of segments, I watched it all. I watched it in parts. Speaking of segments, feel, speaking yeah. of segments, time for this episode's edition of what Austin Powers got right. <laughs> the scene. Of Bond and Tatiana on the on the on the boat. And Bond is trying yep. to get Tatiana to explain the lector, <laughs> the the machine. Mm. But it cuts to all of the the intelligence officers back at MI6 just listening. With Tatiana like indispersing her explanation, like, like, oh, the machine works like this. Oh gosh, would you would you just would you would you just make love to me, James? <laughs> yeah, I love you, I love you, I love you. I've got literally my note here says, I love you, 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 James. <laughs> uh, but it just See, that, that's maybe like, that was it. That was the point where I was like, this is cooked. It's like this is fucking dumb. That's some that's some that's some Austin Powers bullshit right there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. like I'm sure that scene is like done verbatim in a later Austin Powers movie. We're gonna have to like yeah, watch no. the Austin Powers movies. Oh, we well, yeah. In in this series, that's only three films. Yeah, no, we'll double them up with the with the years that the the Bond films came out. So okay, we'll do we'll do a tomorrow the tomorrow never dies episode will also simultaneously be an international man of mystery episode. Hell yeah, hell yeah! All right, um, let's do it. You heard it here first, guys. Uh, yep. Yeah. Wait, no, that's in all that. That's in, literally, and it's all the like same too. Months. That's all the same too. Like the uh, uh, the world is not enough episode came out the same years as Spy Who Shagged Me. Die Another Day came out the same year as Gold Member. Yeah. Strap in for those episodes, baby. Oh, oh. But yeah, just what a what a moment that is just like like it's designed to be like this comedic levity scene for like 1963, but it's like not that funny. It just it's too much for me. It's like I mean a whole subplot. No, this is not a real person. Like a no real woman would say no, this. No, it's very ever. <laughs> Yeah, not even in 1963. But I like, like I'm prepared. Like 
as always, yeah. I'm prepared to have, you know, these conversations about, wow, this is, this is yeah. cooked, but you yeah. know, well, let's, it was the time and it's like, no, no, but even then I just feel yeah. like, this is, like wh- why was this oh, like, okay. <sighs> like, let's talk about the most cooked subplot in the movie and the first time that Bond meets Tatiana. <laughs> They, <laughs> all right. Is it worth it to make a pun to say that they smashed as in they had sex, but say it like smirch as in smirch beyond them, death despise? Is that a is well? That, I mean, you fucking you just explained it. Is it worth? Is it worth doing this joke, Morgan? And then I'm gonna no, no, no. Is it, it worth? Is it I'll worth do it again later. But I'm just saying, like, I'm just putting the feelers out, like, because how many? Like, come on, who's who's who would hear smirch and go, ah, yes, I know what that is. Other than, yeah, okay, fine. Point is, the first time that they meet. And, and then they're filming them. Oh, God. It's just gross. That, that as I was rereading the Wikipedia page on the book, I remembered, as I was rereading the summary, that's part of the setup of the book. Like, they are going to record James Bond smashing and then release the Merchant. tape yeah. to like get rid of, like that, that little bit in the movie is like part of the setup in the book. And like, it's a, it's cooked. We can all agree because, on it. Because no, they explain it later. Yeah. I like think, but um, James Bond says it's Blair cooked. Like, it. Man, it takes some sick minds yeah. to come up with that. Like, because they want to incriminate him and her and the whole thing yeah. and get everyone fucked and, and yeah, you know, that kind of, it's yeah. Just, uh, yeah. I know that we've got, you know, 23 more of these films to go through, but as we discussed in Dr. No, is Connery the most misogynistic yep. Bond? Yes. Yes. Without a, without Was, a doubt. Like the disregard with which he, no. and, uh, and we haven't even gone into gold, uh, gold thing. I mean, obviously we'll do that next week. Bad. And Thunderball, oh, I mean, I love Thunderball, but gee, there's some shit in that oh, too. Do you, oh, you wait till you see Diamonds Are Forever. It's going to be a... Oh, my God. Diamonds <sighs> um, uh, Like, last wrapping up general notes about the film. Um, There's a great... um, Oh, yeah, the dubbing. Oh, yes. How much did you yeah, notice it this time around? Uh, yeah, a bit. I think I didn't put any notes down that I noticed it. But yeah, it's not, I don't know what it yeah. is, but it's the only thing I can ever hear. And I genuinely think that there's only like three characters in all of the film who aren't dubbed. And I and I think it's it's Bond, it's M. Why it's is Bond it? Is it audio? Is it audio difficulty? At no, the time? no, what it's, is it? Is I, no, it's it's all accents. Like it's all accents, and I don't even think like I just don't understand. I definitely think it's a British uh, deep. Uh, <laughs> I I don't want to say it's a racist thing, but for some reason, like every foreign accent sounds the same in these yeah. movies. Like mm. they're all dubbed by the same British actors doing the same. Like if we took lines from Quarrel from Doctor No put them next to lines from the the Istanbul handler 
we'd we'd figure out the pattern. We'd figure out like the English actor doing a panto voice pattern. We could just call up Barbara and ask her. She'd know. I mean, Barbara was like four when they were making yeah, this but one. Like, so, yeah, but you know, facts like she'd know. Yeah, things. She would now. She w- well, do you have Barbara's number? <laughs> I'll I'll figure it out. I'll I'll look her up in the yellow pages. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We don't we don't shout out enough. We'll get to much more shout outs of them when we get to their run. But um, just Barbara Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson. Yep. National international treasures. I think we should wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, um, I wanted to do a tight forty-five on this because I knew that I didn't really like it that much. Although there were some good parts. Um, yeah. I mean, I like it about as much as I like Doctor No. Okay. Interesting. Because I loved Doctor No. I know you do. Uh, I, I think both are just like they're solid. They're solid. Even though I mean, okay. Even yeah, though I understand uh, maybe, maybe all of your problems with this one. Yeah, I understand yeah. all of your problems with this one. I don't know. They're just not things I lose sleep over. I guess in the in the in the, in the pantheon of Bonds, I do yeah. think it's like it's you know they made Doctor No with a bigger budget and some more locations. They did pick. A, I think it's any any problem is is the books though. Like just story wise in the book, it's all very. It's not very direct action. It's 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 you know trying to be much more thrillery than it's it a is bit more procedural. Well, we praise Dr. No for being like a very straightforward, like detective thing. There's just less of that here. Like it isn't, it isn't, it's not so much him trying to figure out anything. It's just him, you know, getting the machine in the woman. Mm. Not as much to intrinsically go off of, but you know, everybody can have their own opinions about anything. It's great. And that's why, you know, podcasting exists and that's why film reviews exist and that's why. Mm. Anyway, uh, I think we should wrap it up. Where can we find uh, Where can we find you on the internet, Dom? Um, I'm going to keep it going. I'm on Instagram at uh, Dom Fits the Champ. We are on Facebook at, at Down Down Critics, Critics Down. Down and we're on Twitter at Down Down Podcast. Come follow us on Twitter. We only have two followers. And I don't think one of them is even uh, one of us. Do, I think I don't follow it. Yeah. You follow it and someone else does. I don't even follow our own account. That's crazy. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Morgan Roberts Photo. And uh, yeah. yeah, until next time. That Twitter's a stitch up from the start. I want to, I want to, I want to compliment. I want to compliment. I saw we've got our, we've got a five star review on iTunes. We've got one five star review on iTunes. Oh, hell yeah. So I don't know which Let's one of you it was, but hey. Cheers, cheers, oh. gang. And it goes without saying, please like, share, subscribe. Oh, know, God. Uh, Five-star review, please. My heart muscles palped up a little bit when you said like, rate, subscribe. Oh. <laughs> hey, guys. Do we want to tease? <laughs> Hi, guys. Like, share, subscribe. <laughs> do we want to tease our next um, normal episode? Uh, D. It's my pick. But you don't know what it is. It's your pick. Have you I feel like I feel like you should put the metaphorical gun to my head and I should just pick a bargain bin film. All right. Um this is this is me. You're looking at me through the gun barrel and I'm walking across a white stage. Yep. And I've done it. I've turned and I've looked at you and I'm You know what? I'm going to the digital stopped. bargain. I'm going to the digital bargain bin. I'm going to iTunes and I'm picking something I see in the in the cheapest section. All right, let's do it. We're going to do it in 
30 seconds. Uh, non, non, uh, non, uh, non action movies. We had a, we had an off screen, we had an off screen agreement that we wouldn't do, um, action movies for a while. Cause we were covering this bond stuff and we were, yeah, you know, looking for, and we'd um, also done heaps of previous 17 seconds. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> otherwise the sharks will get you. Uh, otherwise the laser will, the laser. The laser one. That's the next, oh, next God, one. The laser. Uh, Five seconds. Something that would be in the bargain bin. Shit. Uh, oh, you're dead. Uh, we're doing real steel. <laughs> we're doing real steel. We're doing the 2011. We're doing one of my favorite movies of all time. Real steel. All Starring right, Hugh right, Jackman. Yeah, $2.99 on iTunes. Let's go. All right. Let's go. See you next, See you next week time. Real steel. Um, yeah. My name until then, my name is Robert Morgan Robert. My name is uh, Fitzgerald. My name is Steel. Real Steel. <laughs>